0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan, New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on the sports and when that he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. Sports Radio 66 and
1: 101.9 FM. WFAM. All right, we come to you this uh, this evening, uh, a little after six o'clock on this Monday, the twentieth day of April. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila, as always. Brought to you by those who drink it on this Monday evening. And you're probably going to settle in tonight and watch a little more of the uh, Bulls as they take it through the last dance and get ready for the draft, which is Thursday, and hear all the nonsense about it, how everybody's going to do this and do this and take that and trade this and do this and do this. And we all know it's a lot of craziness and a lot of nonsense and a lot of smoke streams and everything else. But we will have the draft on Thursday. Uh, we'll be with you six to seven on Thursday night, Friday night, leading up to both draft shows on the fan. So we'll be on six, seven, both days for a full hour before the drafts on Thursday and Friday night. Now, and as I open up tonight, and as I do in the backdrop, I watch the press conference from the White House, having watched this afternoon, seeing the headline that Trump and Andrew Cuomo will meet tomorrow, uh, watch all the, uh, all the division, all the chaos, how we open, are we ready to open? Everybody trying to blame everybody else. Everyone trying to say they had it right and they had it wrong. You had it right, you had it wrong, you had it right, you had it wrong. The blame game gets us nowhere. I understand it's an election year, but it gets us nowhere. It doesn't get us back. It doesn't help one bit. We are a country so badly divided, it never stops. And now as you watch these protests crop up as people, you know, protest to get back to their lives... Not worried about whether somebody is sick in that city, not worried about whether somebody is sick in that county, not worried about whether their actions impact somebody else. It's sad to watch. And sports is our end of the business. And, you know, I think back and so many times people want to use the past to kind of measure where we are now. And say, well, we did this after 9-11. We did this after 9-11. Well, sports brought us back after 9-11. Sports will not bring us back this time. It can't. After 9-11, after the shock, we were angry. We were incredibly unified. We wanted to settle the score. We wanted to see our country get rebuilt. And we were going to use whatever we could use to be Together, we were unified. Everybody was together, and we utilized sports in a big way. Ten days later, that game with Piazza hitting that huge home run off Corset not only unified a city, it helped unify, unify a nation. People cried after that game. That game was an incredibly cathartic game in so many ways, and it helped bring us back. Just like that year, the World Series brought us back. And all the football games where we waved the flag brought us back and cheered all the firemen and all the policemen and all the the people who were there and all the people who helped and the people who gave so much. And we, we, we all remember what it was like that year and how much sports played that role. Sports won't play that role this year because we don't know when sports is coming back. And we're not coming back all at once. When we came back that year, we all came back the same day. Boom, we're back. We're back, our games are back, we're back, we're back to work, we're unified, we're all pulling in the same direction, and it was like that, that whole four. Yeah, we took a big hit that year, but you know what? It was like that, that whole four. And now we're looking for a way to come back now, and we don't know how to come back. First of all, we don't have a plan. Not one that works. You hear five different doctors, they got five different plans. You hear five different politicians, they got five different plans. You hear Pelosi, she's got one plan. You hear Cuomo, he's got one plan. You hear Trump, he's got one plan. Testing's important. You're you're in charge of testing. You're in charge of testing. Can't afford testing. You're in charge of testing. I'm not in charge of testing. You're in charge of testing. You're asking for too much. You want too much. You're asking for too much. You want me to thank you. I'm not going to thank you. This is what we live with every day. While everybody blames everybody else, and nothing good is happening. And now what we're seeing is in cities where we... Are still closed because we have virus and hospitals overrun and people dying. You got people now arguing with people about opening up their states. We got protests. We got disruptions. We got all kinds of craziness all across the land here. And we don't have anything remotely unified. And what usually unifies us, which is sports, is not there to help. Sports is a great healer. It's a great unifier because we forget our divisions and we throw ourselves into a game and we throw ourselves into an event and we all cheer the flag and we all realize that we're one country and we believe in some things that that unify us rather than everything that divides us. And sports has always been able to do that, and this time it can't because it's going to be not the first thing back. It's going to be the last because this time we're not all coming back at the same time. We're going to come back in drips and drabs. Some people have never left because they had to stock the shelves at the grocery store. They had to be the nurses or the doctors or the technicians or the people who clean the hospitals, and they've never they, they're like, hey, I haven't been home. I've been working six, seven days a week. The rest of us have been home. Some of us will stay home. Some of us will stay home and work. Some of us will stay home because we don't have to work. Some of us will stay home with the kids. Some of us will go back to work little by little. But there's so many things that we don't know what we can do and can't do right now. Can we get on a crowded train? Can we get on a crowded subway? Can we go in a crowded elevator? Those are things you might not have a choice in. Otherwise, you don't have a way to get to work. The things you do have a choice in, whether you want to go into that restaurant, whether you want to go into that movie theater, whether you want to go to that Broadway play or that concert or that game, you do have a choice in. And those things are going to be slow to come back. So they won't be things we rally around this time. And on top of that, we have an exceedingly divisive presidential campaign which leads to this enormous blame game that doesn't help do anything except split us in all kinds of directions. State versus state, area versus area, red versus blue, right down the line. And on top of it, what we still have is anxiety and uncertainty. We had that the day this started. We have it tonight. We don't have a testing program yet. We all know it. But we don't own up to it. We can own up to it. Because you know what? If if the president ever owned up to it, he would get slaughtered. And he knows that. So he's got to act like he's got everything under control. Because if he doesn't, he's going to get attacked nine ways from Tuesday. Because that's the way they're playing this game right now. That you have to understand. Because you know what's at stake. Everyone knows what's at stake. And instead, we just get more confused. The messages are completely mixed. No one knows which end is up, who's fighting for what, who's right, who's wrong. What we do know is we have an economy that's in a dangerous place that needs to be reopened. We need to get people back out of their houses and healthy again and to work again. And we need to somehow, somehow, some way, get a little bit of normalcy back. We're not going to get a lot right now until we get some therapeutics, until we get some medicines that work, until we get eventually a vaccine. Well, until we can knock this virus off or at least hold it at bay. What we have is the same thing we've had from the beginning we have a whole lot of questions and not a lot of answers. And now, in the beginning, it was ventilators, ventilators. That's all you heard was ventilators. Now, it's testing, testing. All you hear is testing. When are we going to be back? Who knows? Are we going to be back properly? Are we going to stay open? And when can people get back to the things they love? Whether it's going to a movie on a Friday night, going to a ball game on a Saturday night, Going to a restaurant on a Sunday night. Going to a Broadway play. Or even just taking a train to the city. Things we took for granted forever. Now seem like luxuries that we have no idea when we're going to get them back. But first we need something, a thread. A thread that could unify us. And that's where sports has always come in. That Piazza home run, whether you were a Met fan, not a Met fan, whether you were someone who pulled for the firemen or pulled for the cops or the EMS workers that night, everybody loved everybody. And that home run brought the whole city to tears and brought everybody back. A couple of weeks later, we had a World Series. Did the same thing. Yankees wound up losing it, but yeah, but it was a wild couple of weeks. The city threw the city and the country threw themselves into that, just like they threw themselves into the NFL games and the football games that fall. Right now, we don't know when we're going to have any of that, and sports is not going to play that unifying role right now. But with What has to happen here is there has to somehow be a way that these guys can put the blame away long enough to put together a plan that can work so that we understand what we're doing here and how we're going to start this one foot in front of the other. Like I said, Fauci said it's not going to be like throwing the light back on. It's not going to happen all at once. That's the understatement of the year. It's not going to happen all at once. Everybody's not going back to work the same day. company's not going to want everybody back the same day. And we don't know what and how much of this we can push before the virus rears its head again. Because those numbers, if you look, they, they're going up slower, but they still go up every day. And it's not just nursing homes, although those are very, very hard to watch. 772,000 Americans, 240,000 New Yorkers, 80,000 people from Jersey, and 41,000 dead. By tomorrow, will be 42,000. Hard to take, but harder to take when we're at each other's throats. And harder to take when we're trying to find someone to blame. And if you're always trying to dodge the blame and always trying to blame someone else, it's hard to lead. And right now we need someone to lead. And we need to get behind someone if they take a chance to lead. Because we all got to pull in the same direction and it's not going to work. It's not going to be as easy this time as it was that time. We took a vicious blow, but you know what? We all got back on the same page after that. This time, it's a little different. What we have... A month in is uncertainty and anxiety. We don't have a whole lot of answers. Listen to the doctors. They don't have a whole lot of answers. They have a whole lot of theories because they've never been through this before. And now, we need a plan. Hopefully that's what's being formulated as we speak. One that we can all get behind. And then try to stay put one foot in front of the other and See if we can get there little by little. It's not going to be all in one day. It's not going to be 40,000 10 days later at Shea Stadium. Or 48,000 at Yankee Stadium two weeks later. It's going to be harder than that this time. Back after this. Just to give you a number that will knock you for a loop. One of the doctors out in L.A. today, who's connected with the uh, L.A. Department of Public Health and USC, says that he believes that the real number in the county of Los Angeles who could have already had the virus could be anywhere from 220 to 440,000 people. Now, the numbers in California have been very low. They haven't done a lot of testing. There's a lot more testing here. But... In his opinion, the adult population. Now, some of them could have had it a while ago. He's not saying everybody has it right now. But he's saying when they're tested for antibodies that it could be upwards of 400,000 people in the county of Los Angeles who will test positive for the virus. If that's true around the country, that would put this number in the staggering millions of people who have it. Or have had it. So the more we learn about this, the crazier it gets. That's why I keep saying to you uncertainty and anxiety because we scrambled from the beginning with this. We got a late start. Okay, again, let's not blame anyone. We got a late start. We didn't get a lot of testing done. New York got more than most New York got a lot of testing compared to other places, which is why our numbers are so much higher. That's the only reason. It has nothing even to do with how close together we live. It really had to do with the fact that we did not more tests than anybody else. But you're seeing these reports now where they start to test and these guys who say, wait a second, these numbers are so far off and then you hear numbers like this, which I have no idea if the guy, I mean, the guy, it's not a quack. I have no idea if he's telling the truth or he has anything valid to say. But, I mean, that puts the numbers at a staggeringly higher rate. And, you see, the president's getting killed about testing every day. So he's going to tell you, oh, we're flying. We got." Well, Listen, they're trying to catch up. They are trying to catch up. That's all I can do right now. They didn't get a fast start. He can't tell you that because it'll get used against them, but he didn't get a fast start on testing. They're trying to catch up. As they catch up, what they're going to find is the numbers they had were not incredibly accurate because they didn't use testing, which is the only way of accurately forecasting where we've been and where we're headed with this disease, and we haven't done a lot of it around the country. So we're going to get numbers that are a little different than we thought maybe a lot larger than we thought. Then the scarier part of this whole thing is what you can do and can't do when you start to emerge from your home, (laughs) what you can do and can't do and stay healthy. That becomes a very large question, which is why a lot of people will, I think, stay home if they can. If they're in a position where they can, they will. If they can work from home, they will. If they can do their job from home, they will. The people who can will take that and run with it. And we're not going to have schools probably back open until next September. So you're going to have that to take into account too. So we won't have normal traffic in terms of cars nor public transportation populated with people the way we normally would. Which will be a positive in the short term, but it won't won't feel like real. And then you have the idea of how you get back to events. Whether it's concerts or plays or movies or just eating in a restaurant or obviously ball games. Which is something that we have a great interest in and does not look good for the short term. Now, you see the reports President, tremendous progress on vaccines and therapeutics. problem with that is he gives you tremendous progress on everything. So you don't know what's real and what's not because he feels he has to do that. You have to do a little more research yourself to see what there is real progress on or not. I've heard about people who've said they took the hydroxy and it worked. I've heard people who have used the Severe and it's worked. So That doesn't really give you hope. I don't know that they're always going to work. I don't know if they have any side effects. I don't know if it's the best that we can do, but at least it looks like there are things that have had some level of efficiency on people. So that's at least something you can hold your hat on. They have worked in some cases. There are people walking around because they took these drugs. So that's a positive. That's a big positive. And the day that we have a vaccine that we know works and we're working to get it mass-produced will be a very big day for this country. The same day we have a therapeutic that makes people realize they're not going to get killed by this, that will be a very big day. Then we'll start to move back towards some normalcy and take a deep breath. Until then, we're going to be on eggshells. There's no way around it. Listen, we didn't do anything to earn this. But... Sometimes life throws you a haymaker. This is a haymaker. This is one nobody saw coming and one that, hey, if you would have explained to people that this was what we were going to wind up with, nobody would have believed it. Nobody would have believed it for a second. If you'd sat everybody down and said, hey, here's where, just let me map out what your life's going to be like from March 20th to April 20th. Everyone would say, What are you nuts? You're watching too many movies. Nobody would have bought it for a second, but that's where we are. And you have to understand it's something where we don't have a lot of background in it, we don't have a lot of answers, and we'd have to try to take it one little scary step at a time because we don't have any other answers. And the the playbook for this going forward is one that we're putting together day by day right now. There isn't a playbook. We're creating a playbook with trial and error. And that's never an easy thing to do. So hang in there, be safe. Try and show a little consideration and a little patience. And we'll take it one day at a time. That's all we can do right now hope the next day the numbers keep swinging in our favor. You got a game coming up here on the fans, so you get to hear that, one of the Yankee playoff games. I guarantee they won it because they don't play any ones where they lost. The Yankees are undefeated in these late When they put on these Yankee Met games, they win them all. You know, that's one thing. You, know. you don't get any losses. You don't, have to, you don't have to put two and a half hours in on the radio and realize, oh, I can't believe I listened to that. We lost. No, nah, you, you don't lose. They don't put any L's in there. It's all W's. All W's. Casamigos Tequila, as always, brings you the program. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay safe.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?